We are live with you here on a Sunday morning playoff <laughs> unveiling Sunday morning here on MVC Gridiron Weekly presented by Davila and DeFusco Insurance. Tim Wood, Bill Bryan, Hector Longo. What are you laughing at, Hector? I think someone's so tickling Hector. Right now. No, I'm in all sorts of pain right now from being cramped in this spot. Oh, <laughs> oh I hear you. I right. hear you. I apologize. This is the most unprofessional thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I, I will disagree with that. Wow. I mean, and that's a that's a list right there. So so yes, it's a long and uh, prestigious list. Uh, we'll see how long I can deal with this stuff. All right. So uh, we are through week seven. Uh, a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, figuring out of who's who, and and not not so not so good figuring out for for plenty. Um, some some really interesting wins. Obviously, uh, if if you've been paying attention to to Twitter and and just uh, uh, reading reading the papers, um, the the game of the week uh, and over Lowell, uh, it was just this this matchup. And we'll, we'll talk about it more in depth. But I mean, this matchup, guys, is just uh, it, it just magically seems to produce uh, insane games. You know, like going in, wouldn't you have thought that Andover was going to beat the team pretty soundly, beat Lowell pretty soundly? I mean, on paper going in, you would think Andover had it kind of going. going yeah, the way right they now. got, yeah, they way they got it Rather going. They, all of a sudden, you know, Lowell made it life or you know, it was just all out life or death type kind of thing. Last play of the game, craziness, just uh, absurd game, incredible game, amazing game. Uh, Game wasted on a Saturday, you know, should have been know. a Friday night, yeah, right? I know. Right? Just another, just in that long line, go, dating back to that twenty-seven overtime game or whatever the heck, heck number it was um, back in the day. I mean, you're talking. We'll talk about that because like I've, I've got the those, history there. It's 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 pretty crazy. So I, yeah, we'll yeah, talk. those two teams they get on the field. All of a sudden, it's just you know, just nuts. Things just happen. Wild things, nutty things, and. and you know, this was like one of the the better decisions on on and I'll, you know on on my part. I, I after the Mathieu and Lawrence game, uh, I I beat feet over there because I was watching you know watching Dave Willis's Twitter feed and seeing that it was that it was tight. Like you said, I was not expecting tight in that game, other than the history of like like we've talked about. But sure. so to and to be and the end of that game from from. The, the block punt on was just it, it was it, it was everything and I said this on Twitter like it, we're so divided these days in in the politics and sports is like the grand escape it's like the security blanket and it's 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 awesome in that it just every time you think you've seen everything you're gonna see you haven't and it, it's there's, there's something you just couldn't even script and and Brown's run there. I mean, even I'll go back to Tig, and and we'll show you both play. I mean, to go back to Tig's fourth down dive. Like, I mean, he had five guys crowded right around him and found like a little wedge to be able to dive and keep his knees off the, off off the field. It was the the end of that game was just it was everything as a sports fan you hope for. If I if I'm Andover, I don't want that game film getting out. Obviously, they lost the central, but how how Lowell stopped their ground attack 
for that long is going to be interesting for their next opponent because I don't know how they did it. You have that that's been their their ability is, they is their court. They didn't stop it. It was just kind of like Patriots defense, Bill. It was like you know before this season, all this this insane Patriots defense, like Ben don't break between the twenties. You know it was, you know, and 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 that's what it was back and forth all day. Um, I mean, you know, Ramos still got his yards. You know, and 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 Brown had a good stat day even before that 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 last drive. So, um, so so you have you have the Andover local <clears throat> game. They're both they're both going in the playoffs. Um, uh, so let's just get into the games rather than rather than doing doing the overview. Let's talk let's talk Andover first. Put put up the slide here. Um, Andover wins its third straight to enter the Division One North playoffs as the number three seed. Scott Brown, a 44-yard TD run as time expired to pull off the incredible win. Let's play that run, courtesy of of David Willis from from the Eagle Tribune. Just incredible. I mean, on, on so many levels, it was it was. Um, you you have you have the guys chasing him, you, uh, you, you know, and then you know, Dave Willis and I are standing right there, and, and, and you're watching it come at you, and you're like, wait a second, that guy's got to turn around to to make the tackle. He's not turning around, and then and then in the last second, you got you got the little little kid chasing him, almost chased him down. Almost made up ten yards on him and almost chased him down, but Brown dives into the end zone for the win. Uh, you see it on the scoreboard. It was it was as the game was over. Uh, just an unbelievable play. Uh, Michael Slayton six catches, 129 yards, 62 yard touchdown catch, and a a huge play in that last drive where he almost um, he he almost broke it. Uh, Brown hit him on a, on a, like a third down rollout, and and he had one guy in, in stepped out of bounds, but he he almost broke that one. Uh, Ray, you know, Brown, as I said, 189 pass yards, TD pass, nine carries, 45 yards, TD run. Josh Ramos, 17 carries, 105 yards, a 28 yard TD run. Uh, Brendan Tig, 41 yard, uh, 41 pass yards, 98 rush yards, two TD runs. Including this one, we're going to show you right now. This, this is what we thought was going to be the game winner. It was just a, a phenomenal play. Um, Tig's playing quarterback. Tig's playing quarterback because uh, um, their quarterback is 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 still recovering, still hurt. So here is Tig's fourth down, and Andover had made a phenomenal play to to keep it. Uh, uh, Three straight plays on the one yard line before this play. Before this play, I say right, and then, <laughs> and then we can't find it. Hold on. Before, before this play. Before this play. So. I mean this one. No, this one. I, I mean it. This one. Um, it was just. It, it's one of those situations where. Um, you just you, you're just looking at it and you're wondering. How, how does this play out? Um, here we go. Here's here's the Tigron. 
So, uh, as we said, just a, a huge play by Ty. Um, what else from that game? Kelvin Devia, a fourth down, a fourth down reception, two catches, thirty-four yards. Brown's run doesn't even happen unless unless he makes a fourth down, fourth and ten conversion, and Davila got open, a sixteen yard catch on fourth down to extend the winning drive. He also had an interception on defense. So, just one of those games, guys. You you just you 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 hope to see, uh, but we rarely get to see that that kind of back and forth. Tim, two quick points in in the video for Ty. You just heard number sixteen. Ty was the kid that almost caught Brown. Yeah. On that last last second the touchdown. Goal line, yes. So you're talking about a half a yard right there. Heck, I have a question for you. You know, we talk every week about the quarterbacks, the receivers, the the you know, kind of the the named players that we knew coming into the year. How how well known was Slayton? To me, he is probably the most important non like talked about name each and every week he is a beast on defense put up yards on offense to me he's like almost my unsung hero mvp of the year you know what i mean uh, yeah like if you watched them play last year you know i got to see them a couple times um he was the guy who flashed on defense all the time you know you you just saw it, kind of their heart and soul type of kid and it, it just showed early that that was the kind of player he was. Tim, getting back to the Brown run, and again, thanks to Dave Willis, who, yeah. who did a great job on on that video from the trip. Um, don't you think there were seven coaches on the bench screaming, throw it, throw it, throw it? As throw it, throw it, throw it. And screen. also, once he starts to scramble, uh, get out of bounds. Right. Or, or right, either one, right? One of those two. But once he commits to go downfield, you're all in on that play, right? It's it's oh yeah, it's all or nothing at that point. He gets lu- not lucky, fortunate that they, that they're in man coverage, so no one's really looking at him, thinking he's going to run. And why would you? You want to make sure your guy doesn't get behind you. And the rest of it was just sheer athleticism. That kid can fly, man. I just the comment I was saying to Bill, he got up the field fast. That he was did. a. He is. That was he's as very quick a forty fast. as you'll see. Absolutely, you know, he's very fast he's in general. Um, well, as a freshman, he's either thirteen, fourteen, or fifteen. You don't really know anymore right. how old these freshmen right. are. But so to say, he's got to do this. Get up! I don't care. There's eighteen-year-old, nineteen. There's college kids that don't get out. There's pros that don't get out of bounds. Right. So for right. him to do what he did yeah. was was that was an amazing, amazing play. Yeah, that was a spectacular, just a spectacular high school play in any sport. You know. Look, that's one of those top ten special plays you'll you'll ever see in your lifetime out of a high school game. It really was. Yeah, absolutely. And and so you know, Dave, being the professional he is, he got the whole thing. Here's what I got. And somehow this still got two thousand views on on Twitter, which just blows my mind. But basically, I got trampled, um, and and I got the celebration in the end zone, and then <laughs> and and then uh, ran for my life. So, um, great job there by, by, uh, just, I mean, Scott Brown, let's, let's hear from him. We've got some interviews from after the game. Let's hear first from Scott Brown. 
NBC Gridiron Weekly. Just tell, I mean, tell me in terms of your career as an athlete, how that last play rates for you. That's got to be up there. I'm going to go with number one right there. <laughs> um, it was just crazy. I'm, I'm at a loss of words right now. It's just crazy. Tell me, describe a little bit how, what you saw. I mean, you're, yeah. you're looking to pass to get mm -hmm. to get a first down there probably, but time's ticking away. Yeah. So you made the decision to just go for it. Tell, yeah. tell, tell us how that, that, that shaped up. Um, so we had 11 seconds on the clock. So I was rolling out right, um, didn't see a receiver open. So, you know, I was just, I started to scramble. I didn't know if I wanted to get a bounce or not. I was thinking about it. And then I just saw a scene to the end zone and I took it. When you see that. Yeah. <laughs> Describe what that feels like when you see. I mean, I'm standing there, and yeah. you got one guy that has a shot at you, and yeah. you just were like, "Nah, that's nah, not happening." <laughs> I don't know. My my eyes just lit up, and uh, I think I had to die for that too. You did. A, yeah, there was a guy right on my feet. So it's crazy. Tell us just in terms of what it feels like taking over at quarterback, getting in the mix here, and being able to deliver as a freshman for yeah. this for this this veteran team. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's crazy starting right now, but you know, whatever position they have me, I'm just trying to do my best for the team and get the wins. When you, I mean. Something nobody's going to talk about is that fourth down conversion. Yeah. I mean, that your your run doesn't happen without mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Tell us just about in terms of making that conversion to Kelvin. Uh, that was that was insane. That that helped us out a lot. Kept the drive going. Um, you know we needed that. Obviously, finish the drive. But yeah. What what in your background, your family, whatever? What in your background prepares you for this moment? Um, I say my, my dad really. Is on me, you know. Texts me before every game. Tells me, you know, stay focused, keep the game slow. Before every game, he's gonna get emotional right now. Uh, he, he's, he's you deserve it. He always texts me a couple paragraphs before the game. Yeah. I, I guess you'll be texting as soon as we finish yeah. this interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was he here? Oh yeah, he was. Okay, so no loudest, need for the text. Yeah, loudest yeah. person in the stands. I'm I mean, what is that like in terms of just to to, to deliver? Not many people. I mean, it's why we love sports. Not many people are going to have that moment in their life. Mm -hmm. What is it like with with a home game on the line mm -hmm. to deliver for your team in that moment? It's insane. Um, it was just insane. I, I don't even know what to say right now. No just, words. Anyone crazy. else you want to shout out in terms of just 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 how how you got there? Uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to our defense today. They really helped us out a lot. Um, they played phenomenal. It was a great defensive win right there. For Absolutely. Us. All right, Scotty. So there's there's Mr. Brown after the game. Um, you know, I, I loved because he, he really was. He was almost uh, in tears when he was talking about his dad and texting before the games, and um, he couldn't even, he couldn't even remember that he that he dove. I mean, you, you're just in that much adrenaline after the game. Um, speaking of adrenaline, we we also got Mike Michael Slayton uh, at, right after the game. Michael Slayton, I mean, I don't even tell me tell me your thoughts just after the, after that incredible ending. I mean, this team's got some balls. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fourth down conversion, huge, I mean, huge stop, 
and then you stopped him three downs. Yeah. He made a tie made unbelievable play yeah. to just Great get player. in. But I mean, tell me about the heart of this team. I mean, we we came into this season saying we're gonna change the mentality. And we did. We're never giving up. We're fighting to the end, and we're going to make a big impact in the playoffs. In terms of what you see in terms of the growth of this team, tell me in terms of just the growth and and how this team has come and, and gotten on the run they have. Oh, I mean, it's crazy. We got underclassmen, Scotty Brown, unbelievable. Make Underclassmen making huge plays, and it's crazy how uh, good they've gotten. Tell me just in terms, because... You know, everybody's like, well, where's Victor? But, I mean, the the mix in terms of Victor and Scotty, uh, that that could break down a team in terms of making that switch. But it seems like it, you guys just keep rolling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, whoever's in there, we're going to play with. I mean, next man up. That's that's what we say. Tell me about Victor had a pick today and then Scotty at the end of the game here. I mean, that fourth down. To, I mean, he had a huge, huge fourth down conversion, huge pass to you. Yeah. You were like a half, you probably felt it. You were like a half a step from breaking that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I got hit out of bounds at the end, but uh, yeah. he's a great player, man. Tell me about that play, just in terms of... Just... I mean, I saw him rolling out. I knew Scotty's a runner. I didn't know if he was going to run it, and I was going to have to block, but uh, he stayed, stayed in the pocket, so I found open space and towards the sideline. How do you feel just heading into the playoffs here? We feel great. I mean, we need this win, and I mean, we're we're excited to be in the playoffs and such a high seed that we haven't gotten in the past years. Any anyone outside of who we've talked about, you want to shout out with this win? What? Anybody you want to shout out other than who we talked about? Uh, Kelvin Navilla, uh, another captain. He's a great player on offense and defense. Fourth down catch. Yep. Yep. He's a stud. Yep. All right, Michael. Thank you. Finally, we got EJ Perry here. Here with Coach Perry after, I mean, Coach, you've seen a lot. Well, I've said every year we should have some award for the bowl game. Every year it comes down to the last play. Two years ago, they did a 90-yard drive and beat us on the last play. Last year, we held them on the one. And this year, uh, Scotty Brown just put us on his back. I mean, tell me about that play. I mean, that's desperation at that point and just to, 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 to get the motor going. Yeah, he's a winner. He's a winner. That's, uh, that's why you put him at quarterback as a freshman. Um, he's done the job unbelievably. Um, he's done it with grace. Him and uh, Victor get along uh, screamingly. Victor had a big pick today. Um, so it's just great to win this, get a home game next week. I mean, fourth down conversion. I mean, nobody's going to talk about that, but he doesn't get to that play unless he makes that fourth and ten. Oh, the pass was unbelievable. The pass was unbelievable. What does this mean? I mean, you guys, since since I saw you in Bill Ricca, you guys have been on a roll. What does this mean in terms of the program, getting a home game, and just where you're at? It's senior night, and like I said, the senior class turned the program around. We're five and two. We played a team from New Jersey. We played Franklin down in Southern Mass, and we played Central. Um, we are, we are playoff ready, and we are ready to go, and we're excited. Anybody else you want to shout out, Coach? Uh, Slayton, kid's unbelievable defensively. Best defensive player in the state. Uh, he's uh, He gets the job done, and uh, I'm just excited for him. Congratulations, Coach. Thanks. There's your interviews from, from, uh, from the game right afterwards. Um, in terms of... 
just in turn Hector talk 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 to me in terms because you know there's parts of this that you don't want to invade in terms of the post game you don't you we're we're standing there but like you know it's just kind of you you don't want to film it because it's their private moment but I mean Coach Perry was really emotional, really excited for those guys to get that home win, R- really focused on just the like the journey of, of this year. Um, I mean, tell us in terms of just your history with Andover, what this means to the program. Okay, so let's get this straight, okay? EJ uh, happens to be one of my favorite coaches, um, and I think you see why in a moment like this. Uh, you know, he's always been an emotional guy. He he rides with his emotions on his sleeve. You know, he has his detractors. Let's not, uh, you know, let's not sugarcoat things. He's had, you know, he's been at different places, and he's had some people taking take some shots at him. But when you see his team play in a game like this, and you see how much he's put into it, you realize what EJ Perry's all about as a football coach. That team has taken on, I think um, the Slayton kid said it best, you know, that they've taken on a little bit of a different attitude. And honestly, that's why you want your kids playing high school sports for an event like that, uh, uh, a team bonding experience like that, something that they'll always remember. And I think EJ kind of, um, he he makes that possible with his the emotion he expends in the sport. I Big fan, good stuff for Andover, and now, you know, we'll see if they can keep pushing along with that, you know, Bill? No, I, and I think one of the, the things that popped out for me was him mentioning Victor Harrington, who was, you know, kind of one of our premier guys last year, quarterback, sure. and to, to lose your, your position is not really known in high school. Usually when you're that good and you're an all-star, you don't lose your spot, and to hear that's life. You know, and, and to hear Victor had a pick mm-hmm. and, and they're getting along, that to me is a lot more about that experience and having a really good coach to make sure your team doesn't split or divide when you have that type of, a, you know, a, not necessarily controversy, but just situation happen with the your, your quarterback, your leader. So, yeah, no, I, I loved hearing the emotion. Tim, the background, all the kids and, and the comments, that to me is the part that I think most people miss as far as high school sports and, and just mm. just that bonding and the experience, so what a what a great uh, what a great moment for Andover. All right, let me put a, a bow on this. We, uh, got just, I mean, they all mentioned the history and how how crazy this rivalry has been. We mentioned uh, this year, uh, the the 2018 uh, Andover won at 26-25. Lowell went for a two point conversion and failed. Andover won that 26-25. 2017, the Red Red Raiders drove 99 yards to score with no time on the clock for a 51-48 win. 2012, Jack Galvin catches a 10-yard pass from Cam Latta uh, with a a 104 to seal a 42-35 Lowell win. 2011, Andy Koch's 21-yard run with 32 seconds left gives Andover a 26-21 comeback win. And then the one that everybody references, 2010, you 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 mentioned it. You mentioned it, Hector. Koch scores eight touchdowns in an all-time classic, eight overtime, 88-82 win. The teams combined for 114 points in overtime alone. So. 
uh, these, you know, we don't like to throw out the, you know, like the throw the record books, throw the records out when these guys get together. But I mean, it really, there's there's some sort of aura when it comes to this game, Hector. Yeah, you honestly, like I said, I I would have thought that Andrew was going to crush them yesterday. Honestly, just because Lowell is the darnest quarterback, they have Ty playing out of position, and you know Andover had it going good. Their defense has been playing well lately. But honestly, you know, this was a, just a huge effort by Lowell. I think maybe we missed that. To hold in over to 13 points for 47 minutes and 50, 45 seconds or whatever the number was, Tim, that's, uh, that was a gi- giant effort by Lowell on Saturday afternoon. And for them to, you know, to lose in such a fashion, it's the, <laughs> the opposite of the word poetic, Bill, when uh, – you know, you see Ty just missing the tackle at the end. You know, there's something wrong with that picture. We look at it from the Victoria side, and it's you know great for Andover, but man, that kid, he made up ground. It was everything left, everything he had in the tank, and to come up a half a yard too too far, or whatever. That was, uh, uh, it's brutal. It's not anti-play. It's just brutal. So um, hopefully, no, you know, knowing him, it, knowing Brendan, and uh, I mean playing quarterback receiver. He, he's he's a good kid. He's a competitor. Uh, Hector, I'm going to be honest with you. Seeing it was him that fell into the end zone with Brown actually hurt my heart a little bit. Yeah, I was right. looking at it. I was looking at it the other way. Like Brendan has given himself. I mean, he had a hamstring early in the season, and and he had a couple of losses. And this isn't me being a jerk here. Same thing happened to him in Methuen. They lost on a on a on a late touchdown. He made the tackle just a, a little bit late. I mean, he's always in the play, and it just it's 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 tough for him. And he was the MVC Player of the Year last year, and he's a great competitor going to UNH. And it, it really hurt to see him him coming up a half a yard short just, of the end zone. And just the heart to get into that end zone, like I said, yeah. to, to to what what looked like the game winner. Uh, so so there's Andover, Lowell. They're both getting them in the playoffs. We'll talk about that later. Let's take a quick break here. We'll wrap up the rest of the games, and then we'll talk playoffs. Let's take a quick break here on MVC Gridiron Weekly, presented by Davila and DeFusco Insurance. It's a dream to own your own business, and Val and Susan Davila made that a reality in February 2013. They started with just two insurance carriers, but now right in place insurance for Progressive, Safeco, Pilgrim, Plymouth Rock, and Map Prey, just to name a few. Need auto insurance, renters, commercial, or home? I just asked Val and his crew to find me a better auto and home insurance deal, and he connected me with Plymouth Rock, where I'm saving more than 40% over my previous insurance. Now, your mis- results may vary, but give Davila and DeFusco a try. They pride themselves on having lifelong roots in the Merrimack Valley. Put their experience to work for you. Visit them at 225 Broadway or call 978-241-7950 for a free quote. Or check them out at DavilaDeFusco.com. Big shout out to the folks at AFC Urgent Care, Lisa Williams and her team over there. AFC Urgent Care, the right care right now. You'll never need an appointment. Got that persistent cough and cold, that cut that needs a few stitching, or need a sports physical and don't want to wait weeks to get into your primary doctor? AFC's streamlined approach helps you be seen quickly and feel better fast. In Methuen, in the Merrimack Street Medical Professionals Building, 380R Merrimack Street, in North Andover as well, in the Burton Grill Plaza, 
8 to 8 Monday to Friday, 8 to 5 Saturday and Sunday. Go to afcurgentcare.com for more details. Back here on MVC Gridiron Weekly, presented by Davila DeFusco Insurance, Tim Wood, Hector Longo, Bill Bryant, and you. Uh, let's get into the the other um, uh, you know the, the the other interesting game from from Saturday. Uh, Methuen Lawrence uh, Lawrence a lot on the line playing for for um, a, a shot at the playoffs. They end up beating Methuen thirty six fourteen. So I, I in in effort to get into the eight spot, we'll talk about that later. Jacob Tamayo, hundred fifty seven pass yards and uh, a TD, hundred fifteen rush yards and and three TDs on the ground. Marco Wilco, six tackles, a sack, an interception, all in the first quarter alone. Isaiah Richards, three catches, seventy seven yards, thirty one yard touchdown catch. Uh, Vinny Schmidt, an eight yard TD run. Sergio Mendez, five rushes, thirty yards, two catches, eighteen yards. Bill. This was um, this was one where just like uh, on paper, people were saying, "Okay, Methuen's gonna get it going." But from what we saw from Lawrence, from Lawrence, from what we saw from Methuen, I I don't know if I was surprised by the end result here, and I and it's 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 hard to say that as as a Methuen guy, but um, <clears throat> Lawrence really played their butts off in this game. No, they did. It was it was a story of one team showed up ready to do whatever they needed to do to win, <clears throat> and another team, Methuen showed up still trying to figure out who they are. And, and it, it, to be quite honest, there's still a lot of talent on the field for Methuen, and I, it just it's it's really disappointing and hard to watch. I, I mean, you know, you still got to play the game, you know, and and it, I, I'm at, I'm at a loss. I, I don't. I'm not even. I'm not even enjoying watching. The effort, even like pregame, when when the the, the coin toss and the teams kind of come together, they had just no energy. There was no just let's go play high school football. Forget about the injuries and the five six seniors that are out and all that. Go have fun and play. They just don't even look like they're having fun, and it's 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 sad. And I don't know what they're gonna do. They got a huge game yeah. in Andover. Um, you know, it's a playoff game. You know, they're four and zero start. Obviously, put them in this position, but man, you, you, the coaching staff and those players have to have to figure something out to show up and actually play some football. I mean, Hector, you know, we we saw, you know, we injuries happen, and so we saw Radulski step in. We saw Mike Lapoli step in for Brett Baker this week. Um, it's just it's not happening in that same fashion for Methuen. Well, I'm not saying this because Bill is in the room with us now, but I think we're seeing how big a part Connor Bryant is, you know, or has been to that football program. It, um, the the drop has been precipitous, and you know the kid was such a big part of that program. Maybe they're still in shock, is what what you can think about. I know it's been weeks now, and you you got to get over. It. You have to turn the page. I'm sure that's something that Tommy's been trying to, to drive home with those kids but it it's not easy it's just it's just not with a kid of uh, uh connor's impact goes down like that the other thing i will say is i said it to you last week bill the last thing you wanted to see was lauren struggle the week before going into 100 percent agree you know the methuen game honestly as a methuen guy you, the last thing you wanted to do was see lawrence get beat up the week before because you know they're gonna bounce back that's just 
if history has shown us something like that, the Lions kids have ridden the roller coaster. They've been up, they've been down, and they usually flip a bad performance with a pretty good one, win or lose. So, um, uh, coach, yeah, the, the Lawrence coach, you know, he is infectious. And things that shocked me was Lawrence's numbers are way down. You know, mm-hmm. I think there was 35 kids in the sideline, which I'm used to seeing 75, 80 kids, and you know, not all of them getting playing time. So, with with the coaching staff the way that it is, with the numbers much lower, it they seemed way more disciplined. They they seemed just to follow that coaching staff, and and you know, it, it was it was a tough game to watch. That's off to them. It this was yeah. not it was not a uh, it was not a barn burner. It, it was not really in doubt at any time. You know, it was dominant. The, dominated. Yeah, it was dominant. It was a dominant performance by Lawrence. Let's uh, let's hear from uh, the Lawrence crowd after the game. Let's start with uh, head coach Randy Adate. Coach Coach Randy with with Lawrence a big win, thirty six fourteen. Yes, yes, yes. First now of, we don't ahead. know right now where we're standing. We don't know, but I mean, you did what you had to do today. Yes, I mean, how did. how proud are you of you guys? I'm so proud of the effort we put in, not just here at the game today. The game was won in the practice field. The kids all showed up. They showed up and showed out, baby. And that's what we asked them to do today. We're in control of our own destiny here. And now we have to wait and see what happens uh, as the result of the Lexington game. Uh, but you know what? We're ready for whatever comes our way. We're ready for the playoffs. We'd love to get in. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be more proud of the guys, the coaches, the players, putting up the effort that we did today to, to hang up 36 points. It's the most we've scored all season. And just we, we limited some mistakes. We didn't have as many holding penalties and blunders, like snaps over the head, things of that nature. And I just couldn't be more proud of them. Uh, uh, just a great win, great win, and just you know, hats off to, to coach over there as well. You know, it's, it's tough when you lose your starting quarterback, and he was still even able to keep it competitive and had a lot of successful drives. So I wish him nothing but the best. And you know, he's a great staff, great coach, and, and they'll be they'll be bouncing back as well. What do you uh, you mentioned a couple of things just in terms of limiting the turnovers? What like what do you see just in terms of the the progression of this team? What's the biggest thing you're seeing? Hey, improvement. It's improvement, and younger guys are stepping up right now. Some some big time. Uh, uh, guys came in and how about the opening kickoff set the tone for us when they were about to run it back and we had an effort play and the effort plays is exactly what's going to get us these wins and it's going to keep the energy up and I I just couldn't be more proud of the guys just for their effort that they put today outside of the guys that are going to show up on the stat sheets who's who's the guys that you want to make sure get get some love hey so uh, you know how about will Kel Lara returning back to the game you know he, he had an elbow injury very severe at practice he had a brace on, hadn't been able to practice all week, but jumped into the lineup, was able to make, you know, help out the offense a lot. And he's a very selfless person, a lot of good blocking. The offensive line, with all the protection that they offered Jacob today and, and, and his ability to get the ball off quick, and how about them going no huddle up and down the field, uh, being able to run it and then go back on defense and get have some big-time sacks. So on the offensive side of the ball, on defensive side of the ball, did really well. A name you don't hear a lot, Mark Wilmo, came up big today, 75 with some sacks and uh, uh, some big-time plays, had an interception even, uh, the big man. So, so how about that one? So, you know, we're very excited about it. Couldn't be more proud of the guys, you know, with the effort they put in today. So I'm catching you at good spots. We, yeah. we, we did the extended interview after yes. the win. Now, yes. I mean, yes. you want me to just travel with just you Just travel with me. We're going to get you a ransom <laughs> shirt. I got a hat ready for you, waiting for you, baby. All right, just come on with us. Congrats, Coach. Thanks. Thank you so much. Great Thank job. you so much. All right, that's uh, – that's, uh, hold on. What just happened here? I think Hector about, has about eight things to say right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just wonder if Tim realizes the one for all, all for one bill. You, you get one hat, that means you get three hats over over there, Tim. You oh know yeah, to, no. Listen, uh, unlike Bill Bryant, one, when one I get all. swag, when I unlike oh Bill Bryant, when I get swag, I I will share for sure. And, and what swag are you speaking of? Uh, just all the Methuen stuff. Like every week, you, you, every week last year, you were wearing a different hat, a different shirt, a scarf. It cost me. It cost me a fortune. It's a fifteen dollars shirt for Relay for Life. Tim, these things don't come cheap. They're not handed them over. The the will, fundraising in Methuen is is out of control in a good I way. Will, I will say this: It's uh, too bad that managers in professional wrestling have gone out the window because Randy would have had a great future as like the, a manager in professional wrestling. pretty good hype wrestling. guy, right? That oh, boy can cut a promo, yes. okay? He can cut a promo. Yeah, he can. Uh, good stuff, though. Good stuff from Randy, though. Good for the Lawrence kids and good for the coaching staff. Bill, if the numbers are down, I realize it, it just can't be a good thing, but maybe... No, no, I'm, I'm disagreeing. Maybe, I think it's short, a good thing. Short, ter- short term, it, it might be a good thing, but long term, you need those numbers, so hopefully that he can build those numbers back the right way, the proper way, not not with hangers on, not with kids who are there just to to be, you know, to to as Tim might say, get the swag or something like that. You know, just um, sometimes you have to cut the bush back to make it grow. Um, uh, Hector, I, I, so just just to be clear, it was not a negative thing. I, no, I, no, no, I, I, no, I, no, I understood that. I, I think it's a rebuild based on this is how it's going to be. These are the rules, and and you know, there's some. I don't even know if I want to say this, but, you know, there's been some recent news about some violence, you know, going on. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe some kids are being told this is how it is. You're, you want to be part of this team. This is your family and, and everything else is removed. You got to go to school. You got to do the right thing. You got to follow the rules. And maybe that's where some of this tension is coming from. But I have the utmost respect for him. And I, I, I can't even for one second um, think he's not doing anything but the right thing. I mean, we've, we've talked about it before that he, you know, a school like Lawrence, they're fighting an uphill battle, whether you mention yep. the violence, the school getting, I mean, he was adamant. Again, you don't want to share too much from the huddles afterwards, but he was just adamant with those kids. Get in school. Do not, this is not the time to take your foot off the pedal. He's fighting that fight every week and, 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 by all accounts, in terms of the result yesterday, winning it right now. So, listen, we'll, uh, we've got interviews with, with Jacob Tamayo, Manny Lara, and Vinny Smith. I'll throw those, we'll throw those up on social media after the show. Um, a lot to get to here, so we will, we will move on from this. One, one last thing to put a bow on it. Just want to tell you that uh, Country Kitchen is the proud, support, proud, proud supporter of the Rangers report on MVC Gridiron Weekly. Get over there every day for breakfast. Get over there, especially on Friday for Fish Friday, the best haddock fish and chips in the valley in in the country. I, I will I will put my I will put my name to that as the as the the Hector dubbed me the haddock fanatic. So huge thanks to uh, Country Kitchen for the, for for their support of Ranger Nation and MVC Gridiron Weekly. So all right, uh, in other action. We have uh, we have Tewksbury, we have Drakeit, and again another result uh, where we just what is happening with Drakeit? Forty-four to nothing. Uh, Redmond route the middies to take the MVC small title. They held Drakeit to minus fourteen rushing yards and thirty-seven yards total offense. Forced four fumbles, a safety, and two sacks. Jake Kaiser and Adrian Green recovered fumbles. 
uh, Kyle Garrigo, 95 rushing yards, two TDs, including a 50-yard TD run, a fumble recovery on defense. Danny Fleming, a 66, a ru- 66 rushing yards, two rushing TDs, a 20-yard catch and interception on defense. Ryan Rometta, 80, 83 passing yards, a TD pass, three two-point conversions. Jay Timmons, a 22-yard TD catch and a fumble recovery on defense. I mean, they the Hector the Redmen just keep rolling. Yeah, no shame, no problem. Uh, big win heading to the playoffs, but I think we know um, they need him going further. But again, that's I think a he played that just... and then and then sat. Okay, I think so... he played for a little bit in that game and then sat. All right, so hopefully um, didn't retweak the injury from. I, I didn't see any reports on on retweaking the injury there. Okay, so. Look, Tuxbury is a team that uh, traditionally has been strong November-wise. No reason to think that they're not poised for a big thing. And, you know, they took care of business. They, you put a shout-out up against anybody, it's a big deal. And uh, they took care of business. Um, just a good win for them. But, I mean, what – as much as we want to say in terms of Methuen and, and our bewilderment with Methuen just in terms – I mean – there's a reason there, uh, not just – and by the way, Bill, because uh, I'm blanking, the other key injury for Methuen. Ma, Matt Martino yeah, was starting running you. back, yeah. defensive end, outside linebacker, senior stud, um, you know, was, was played most of the Tuxbury game or half the Tuxbury yeah. game. Also, uh, Josiah Concepcion, a junior uh, defensive tackle, um, you, you didn't quite know how much of an impact he, he was making. And there's been other key injuries. Yesterday, I, I think two seniors played. So in the, in the junior class is not – doesn't have a lot of depth. So Methuen is very sophomore heavy. So, it, you know, th- there's not that on-the-field leadership. I think Drakett's in the same boat, though. I think Drakett's had multiple oh. multiple key injuries, and, and they're a smaller school, and I, I think they're in the same boat. And it, it just – that's where the Lawrence – thing is so impressive to me because at any point Lawrence could have just gave up and and just started to fold and they don't and that's where you got to give their coach a ton of credit every week is a new week and they're and they're showing up to fight and I think you see Drake and Methuen just kind of at a loss and just no energy and, and no life and and I think you know we're going to talk about the Barricka game next and I, I think they're like you know in that same boat where week in and week out you know you don't know what you're going to get um and it's kind of scary Oh, we've got a bunch of teams like that right right now, Hector. The 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 high energy, the low energy, and 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 tough to figure out. I mean, Drake, it's making the playoffs, but you know, and 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 you know, they weren't on a huge roll to start the playoffs last year when they pulled off the Marblehead upset. But mm-hmm. um, I don't think they were. I don't think they were this down. No, but no. AB North Andover, AB North Andover and Tuxbury, that schedule wise hasn't been easy for, for Drake in the last three. So, um, you know, they're giving up 40 games in the last four. That's yeah. going to change playoffs. Absolutely. Well, playoff time. All right, yeah. Bill mentioned so. it. Bill mentioned it. We will uh, talk uh, Bill Ricca North Andover next. Uh, a 35 nothing shutout for the Scarlet Knights. Intercepted uh, Nolan Houlihan four times. Jack Carbone 
grabbed an interception after a hard Matt Chico hit and ran 45 yards. Jaden Mencia, Sean Nichols, and DeAndre King all had interceptions for, for North Andover. Oh. Will uh, Schimler returned from injury, 138 yards, came in in the second quarter in relief of Peter Radulski. Um, two TD passes for Schimler, a whole different energy for them after after he came back in the game. Jake Walinski and Chico, both TD passes from Schimler. Freddie Gabin, 20 carries, 65 yards, two TD runs. Ricky Brutus, seven carries, 38 yards on a four-yard TD run. So, again, we have tale of two teams here. Uh, North Andover just, just getting it together at the right time, Hector. Well, Tim, you mentioned it last week. Uh, um Loud and clear. What did you say about Bill Ricca? You said running game, running game, running game, right? Yep. Yes. Yesterday they were under three yards of carry. Yep. Uh, Friday night, I should say, against against North Dakota. Under three yards of carry. That's not going to get it done against in a game like that. Yep. They put a little bit too much on on Hulahan and North Dakota was uh, opportunistic, and that was that. You know, with the four with the four interceptions. You know, North Dakota. But we talked about Rodolski stepping in. Maybe that was a good thing that the, the rest of those kids kind of realized, hey, we have to pick it up a little bit with Pete, Pete in here. Pete did a great job. Now North Andover is a different team coming back as the playoff start. That was a, a, a big effort. Again, a shutout defensively. I, again, but the but Ricka running game is where I look at. They, and, they had been running the football so well uh, lately, and all of a sudden stopped in his tracks. And as we're watching the, the highlights here, as we're talking, I mean, uh, Schimler brings a different energy, uh, much like Brown with Andover versus Harrington, uh, a scrambler, pass, can run, um, and, and Bill, he just kind of, he, he, he got the juices flowing for the Scarlet Knights. Yeah, no, no, it, it, it's it's tough. You have you have all that press, you have a nice Eagle Tribune article for Wadelski, and then Schimler, Schimler comes back and... and you know, these coaches know what they're doing. They know, you know, who the better athletes are. And but it's just, it's just tough to see all these, all these young quarterbacks in and out. It, it just, you know, you, you need really good coaching staff to support them. But North Andover is hitting their their peak at the right time. I think Hector said it a few minutes ago. The scheduling and the amount of MVC teams that are playing each other and and the and the the fast paced learning they're going. I think most of them are going to be playoff ready. It just. Who, what matchup you're getting and, and who, what buzzsaw you're hitting. And, and I, I would not be a, a team that would want to face North Andover at Tuxbury right now because they are hitting their stride at the exact time. Uh, speaking of hitting stride, uh, Central, Central Catholic 42-13 over Haverhill. Uh, Aiden Pereira, 129 pass yards, uh, two TD passes, a, a TD run for the year, the sophomore, sophomore. 13 TDs, one interception for Pereira. Nick Donatio, a 78-yard TD catch, a 32-yard interception TD return his second of the season. So we just keep talking about Donatio uh, just always showing I, up. Uh, I swear, I feel like he has a pick six. Eight, eight. <laughs> it seems like so it, doesn't it? it, When you said it was only two, I'm like, what are you talking about? The kids had like six of them. <laughs> He's, he's everywhere. Michael Brown, 32-yard TD run. Mark Ciccarelli, a 22-yard TD reception. Nathal Achuo, a 30-yard TD run. Uh, for Haverhill, Jabari Baptiste, season-high 147, uh, 149 rushing yards and a TD for Haverhill. Haverhill, try, you know, 0-8, uh, but, but still fighting. Um, 
they're obviously in in the non-playoff. Uh, and 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 as as Coach O'Connor said after the game, we're just we're focused on getting these guys to win these four games um, to end the season. Uh, Central Catholic uh, yeoman effort, Hector. They're not the top seed in Division One for nothing, Tim. Yeah. They're a good football team, you know, and they took care of business. It's, no, say I mean, no, you're right. No surprises there. Like you know, Bill said, Donati a big play. Wow, shocker. Um, but they have weapons all over the field. A lot, of, a lot of different guys pitching in. This is. It seems like they they drop one new name in every week that makes a big play for them. You know, it hasn't been just Donatio. It's been a lot of different guys stepping in yep. around them. They're a team that you know they overcame those the, the two the two injuries that um, you know about four weeks back and. There are different guys stepping up for uh, Coach A's club. That they're a legit number one seed in what should be a pretty interesting Division One North. Absolutely, and we'll talk. We'll talk uh, the playoff picture here in a little bit. Uh, one last game to get to, and a really interesting game. Okay, because again, got guys that are. So we can, we can talk about it in terms of. I think Jim Clark said thirty-five teams subpar sub five hundred making the playoffs. But when you have a team like Chelmsford that's been down and, and they got a chance to make the playoffs, for them to be down 21-6 at the half in, against the number five seed in Division II North, Westford Academy, mm-hmm. and then to make the comeback they made with a backup quarterback in, in Mike Lapoli, who's, who's played every position they've asked of him. A 70, he punts a 72-yard punt. He, he he, you know, running plays. He's he's scoring, you know, uh, uh, red zone uh, goal line touchdowns for him. Wide receiver. Now they step. They ask him to step up to, to quarterback. 10, 10 of sixteen, one hundred forty six pass yards, two TDs, sixty six run yards, and a TD for Lapoli. I, I mean, you see all the all the heroes on the screen here: Patrick Hughes, Tyler Nolan, Dylan Brotherston, George George Hendricks. Um, and then to come back the way they did, and then they stopped the Grey Ghost on a two-point conversion to end the game, and that gets them into the playoffs. Just a great story for Chelmsford. Look, uh, Clocky does a hell of a job, but I, I will say this. It's a joke when a winless team makes the playoffs. Okay, That happened last year with Triton. That, that that's the flaw in the system. system. I have no problem with, with three and four teams making the playoffs, or uh, you know, a, a sub five hundred team making the playoffs, simply because the system is so deep now. I mean, that's the way they want it. So, look, the Chelsea kids kept fighting. Good for the, you know, that's what this system, you know, brings to the table. The Chelsea kids were fighting for a reason. So, I don't look at it, the sub five hundred teams being in as a as a problem in the system. There are there are glitches in it, but I think the system promotes good stories like this, a quality story like Chelmsford winning to get in on the last day. Like you said, Tim, with the goal line stand or a two-point play stand, something like that, coming back from down 21-6. I think if somebody was at the MIA office on Monday morning, you know, before 10 o'clock, they would tell you that... that they would tell you that that's what they were looking for the system to keep teams involved and fighting and trying and promoting competition. So, uh, I don't look at it as a negative that uh, teams like that are, are in the system. And good for the Chelsea kids; they keep fighting. This is a program. This is one of those wins where you put that in the cupboard and say, "Look what we did last year. We made the playoffs. 
big step up. Now we got to work even harder this summer to make it better. I mean, just think about it. You start adding uh, Chumsford and Lawrence to the mix as far as being competitive, and, and Drake at Tewksbury is competitive every year and over North. It, it once again it brings the MVC, you know, both large and small, back into one of those elite conferences that everyone is in the mix. I mean, we talked about this last week with with Chelmsford and North Andover. I mean, they were right on the Chelmsford was right on the verge against North Andover. Played them much tougher than any of us thought. Uh, it, this is a team that's just got to learn how to win. And this, given this the strides this team has made. This could be this could be a big win that that makes them not feel so, uh, you know, not so mix. David to Goliath against Reading. A foundation win. Yep. Yep. They're in they're in deep against Reading. I got it, but it's a foundation win to win like this. Hey, Reading struggled with Lexington yesterday. So mm-hmm. so yep. Hey, uh, so in in terms of the heroes, uh, we will uh, we let's 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 talk to to want the hero from this game. Uh, Lucky enough to have him join here on a, on a Sunday morning. Let's talk to uh, Mike Lapoli from the Chelmsford Lions. All right, here on MVC Gridiron Weekly, thrilled to have our our second. Uh, I don't want to call you a victim, Mike, but like our second our second player that has has been willing to get up on a Sunday morning and do Skype with us. Mike Lapoli from from the Chelmsford Lions. How are you this morning, sir? I'm good. How are you? Very good. So. Uh, really excited to be talking to you. Uh, you know, we've we've, we've kind of had you in the honor roll a bunch of times, and 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 uh, been been following what Chelmsford has been has been doing. Talked to Coach Peterson a little earlier in the season. Um, I guess let's just start with uh, tell us tell us how that Westford game played out. I mean, you you knew you had a shot at the playoffs. You got down. How do you keep that team together to the point where where you guys made that comeback and then and then the huge defensive stop at the end? Um, well, we all know each other. We don't give up easily, and it started out slow, but we just needed to get in the groove. They came out with the two scores, and nobody was feeling down, and we just kept playing our hardest. You've been a leader in a lot of different roles for the Lions, but... Um, you haven't played quarterback since 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 freshman or since JV, and, and tell us how that how, tell us how that came together with Brett Baker getting injured. Um, well, my coach asked me to play in the JV game earlier this week, and I just went in there, played my hardest, and when we went into practice, he he put me in there, and we kind of ease down on the plays and I was fine with understanding all of them and it felt good all week. Now, how is that so you played the JV game, how is the stepping up to to the varsity game? A little extra nerves or, or are you just kind of a veteran to, to, to these situations at this point? Well yeah, I was definitely nervous in uh the beginning of the game, but once I got in the groove I I felt completely fine. I mean, it cert- certainly showed in terms of in terms of the performance. Um, in terms of just just how you saw your guys respond, being down and and the comeback, the defensive stand. I mean, just tell us in terms of just just having played with. I mean, you've probably played with these guys since 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 grade school, right? Yeah. 
Uh, I've played with all the seniors pretty much my whole life, my whole career, and seen a few guys get down. I knew I had to stop up and get them back in the game. And everybody bought in, and it ended up paying off. I mean, you guys, you guys were right on the cusp against North Andover. I mean, you played them, you played them incredibly tough. Um, do you feel like it's just a matter of of kind of learning to win, in terms of just what you guys have faced the last last few years? Yeah, for sure. That North Andover game gave us a lot of confidence, and. We just knew that if we played like that every week and had the practice week we had, the results would sure come out positive. Now, a lot of play coaches obviously talk about it. Players will mention it. Tell us in terms of what you mean by had the practice week. Is it just you're reading, you're kind of seeing the energy levels, you're seeing you're seeing the the attention to detail, um, the way guys are pulling off plays. What is it in terms of when when you say we had that practice week? Um, it's like no messing around. Everybody knows their position, what they're doing on every play, and we're dialed in every single day of the week. And we know when it's time for messing around and being serious. Who are the guys you've been playing with uh, the most since since grade school? That that just. Um, kind of sharing that moment against Westford meant the most to you in terms of sharing that with? I'd say Patrick Hughes, Liam Gillette, Dylan Brotherston, Tyler Nolan, Jake Chasen, and Sean Stackwell. Nice. All seniors? Uh, one of them is a junior like me. Okay. Stackwell. So um, in terms of where you guys are at now, um, you're gonna get you're gonna get the number one seed here, um, and but how are you feeling in terms of where the team's at? Um, the whole team's pumped up and we're thrilled to make playoffs, and they know we're gonna have to pick it up with no fooling around, and we'll get we'll get through the week, have a good week, and we'll see on game day. So it looks like it looks like Reading. But you know, I don't. You know, Jim Jim Clark does this uh, does these unofficial uh, rankings, and it's just amazing what he does with the spreadsheets and figuring out all the math. And he's yeah. rarely wrong. It's kind of like the the NCA bracketology guys, Joe Lenardi, or um, he's rarely wrong. So I mean, it looks like Reading right now. Reading Reading struggled against Lexington yesterday for for a lot of the game. It kind of. Um, where where you guys are at versus versus where they're at? I mean, do you go in feeling like the the heavy underdog, or do you go in feeling like we're riding a high? If we just click eight versus one, doesn't matter. Um, we all know that other teams will look at us like the underdog, but we know we can play with pretty much any team when we're all giving it a hundred percent. Uh, we're talking to Mike Lapoli here on MVC Gridiron Weekly. Uh, Chelmsford pulled out pull out the eight, uh, 28-27 win over over the Westford Academy Gray Ghosts. Uh, the Battle of One Ten. Am I getting that right? Yeah. And that was the first. That was the first year that they had this trophy. Yeah, first year. That's pretty cool in terms of in terms of being part of that being part of that history, right? Yeah, we all 
found out Friday during school. We had no idea about it, and then kind of just completely forgot about it until the game was over. So that was a nice touch after. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, in terms of – tell us a little bit in terms of – your journey, what you've seen in terms of in terms of the football program, uh, you got you know Chelmsford's got a proud tradition. I mean, just rabid fans, win or lose, and tell us a little bit in terms of what it means to play for Chelmsford and just getting back, uh, getting back on the winning side and 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 getting into the playoffs. Um, since I got here when I was younger. Haven't really been on a winning team. It's always been fighting through a season, never quitting. So my freshman year, the varsity team had a pretty good season. But to see all the adversity we've come through and all the fighting we've had to do to prove people wrong, it feels nice to just give that little extra win to show that we're on the right path. Now... You're you're likely playing quarterback next week. Yeah, fair to say. You know, I don't want to give away too much in terms, but I mean, Brett's Brett's injuries is probably a couple weeks here. Um, how what do you feel like after the Westford after this week with the JV game, the Westford varsity game? Um, where do you feel you need to improve? Just kind of a quick 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 glance at the tape so far. Um, I'll need to work on ball security and during practice I'll, we'll have to step up more like hard plays. Like I'll have to go into my playbook, learn everything because we're going to have to step it up play wise. So it's not as simple. So in terms of, um, just, the guys, as you mentioned, that that group of guys, um, how did you, like? What was the motivational speech before the game? Without getting too much into the locker room, you guys knew that you were right on the cusp here in terms of the eighth seed. Um, what did you say to them in terms of just kind of fighting through all these injuries and 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 grabbing this playoff spot? Um, pretty much that. All of us have been playing together our whole lives, and that that very well could have been their last home game in that stadium. That meant a whole lot to them, and showing out for the town, we all know we needed to show up that game. I got to imagine there's a little, I mean, a little excitement in the town getting back into the playoffs here again. I mean, just Chelmsford, just a, a, a great tradition in terms of football, and and um. It, it, there's been some down years, but I mean, you, you guys have you guys have always fought. So to get back in the playoffs, I gotta imagine there's a little excitement in town. Yeah, for sure. Um, town definitely more people believe in us, and they know that we're for sure on the right track. And we'll see what we can do. So, um, do you do you walk into school with a little bit, a little bit more swagger on on Monday? You know, QB QB one. Um, I got a smile. All right, I got a smile. <laughs> do you walk in with a little bit more swagger on Monday, or? Um, I don't think I'd call it swagger. Just what's up? Just please that, <laughs> yeah. Just happy that we got the win and 
just keeping it all business. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like you got to shut it off. You got to shut it off, obviously, and and, and get onto the business the next week. But uh, I mean, you are allowed a little bit of 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 happiness, considering all all you've been through and all all the team's been through. You guys, um, you, you guys deserve it for sure. Thank you. Absolutely. So, um. You've like what do you what do you do when you're not playing football in terms of in terms of what what other sports have you played? Um, you mentioned you mentioned you're going to play rugby this spring. Yeah. Um. We have a little CYBL league for basketball, and I like to mess around there with my friends. And then off season, I'll just be working out, working on my game for next year, and pretty much I won't be sitting around or anything i'll always be working yeah i i i think the the, the family ethic kind of won't 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 let you sit around <laughs> the work ethics a little a uh, little strong with, with the family so yeah um what's it meant for the family just in terms of just in terms of your your, your parents and your whole family just just get to see your quarterback getting to see getting to see you win um it was a little rough patch where um, earlier this season where I was at wide receiver and it was just a, a quick little patch of just me having to work harder and make a difference and get that starting job. So, so I mean, in terms of, in terms of just inside the Lapoli household, I mean, is a, a little excitement after, after, just getting to see you at quarterback and 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 I mean you you've been a leader for him every week in 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 every role but I mean just whether I mean you had a 70 72 yard punt is yeah. that, am I remember that right yeah I mean whether it's punting whether it's kicking uh run plays I mean you're 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 you know now QB I mean you're everywhere so um but I, I mean just to get that W I mean uh, how's how's your family been in terms of i mean did, did you get a little extra extra love at the house yeah they're thrilled um my cousins came into the game they were very happy for me because they know i've been going through a little bit the past few weeks but definitely feels good to get on the field make a difference and help the team out absolutely um in terms of who who do you want to who do you want to shout out before we let you go? And I mean, you know, we got you up on a Sunday morning here and you're doing the video, which is awesome. We really appreciate it. Again, Mike Lapoli from the Chelmsford Lions. Um, Chelmsford heading into the playoffs as the number eight seed. Um, who, uh, who who do you want to give a shout out to? Uh, for sure, my parents. Um, every week, if I came home a little annoyed or down, they definitely get me back up and just find ways to make sure I make it through and just keep fighting and not giving up. All right. Uh, throw their names out for, for, for to, to officially give them the, the love. Terry and Mike. Nice. All right. So um, in terms of um, teammates, um, you, you mentioned a bunch that you've been playing with. Um any teammates, any any teachers, coaches, any any anyone else you want to shout out? Um, I'd say Tyler Nolan. He's he's been such a great leader my whole life in football. He's I've never seen him down. He's always giving his 
best effort, and he knows how to keep the team up. Um, yeah, and and I got to imagine uh, whether it's Brotherston or Hughes. I guess you know, and 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 Nolan, a lot of um, a lot of security blankets. I I got to believe just even in that in that that first start, um, getting that first start at quarterback. Just knowing those guys have you back, and and the the comfort of knowing you've been working with them for so long that 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 had to be. Um, it, I mean, you weren't just a you weren't just a new guy to the team stepping on the field yeah. there. You had you had a lot of support there. Yeah, for sure. I I worked with those guys at wide receiver uh, all this year and a little bit last year, and I know what they're capable of. So when I'm going to throw, I. I just have all the confidence in the world in those guys. So, where, what do you want to do with so you junior this year? What do you want to do with football here in terms of in terms of uh, where do you think you you can take it next year and and beyond with football? Um, hopefully, I can. I'll just work my hardest this off season, work on my game, and hopefully, I can take it to the college level. Absolutely. So in terms of um tell us a little bit about coach Peterson and the new staff and 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 how how that's been um uh just adapting adapting to the new 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 coach new style here. Um it for, it was for sure positive towards all of us. Um I can see how all the players are changing. They they teach us how to be good kids. We've all we had a rough year last year. But um, they teach us how to really do everything in a good, positive manner. And taking it off the field and on the field just means a lot to have a coaching staff like that. And in terms of just now, I mean, you've been in the you've been on the stat sheet a lot um, throughout throughout your career. But um, being a leader on the team, what's that meant to you in in terms of um, stepping up into a leadership role and 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 seeing the results that that, that you're seeing on the field. Um, before I was nervous, hoping I would make a positive difference and just to see how the game went. I'm very happy to see that I made a difference and led the team. Awesome. All right, Mike. I mean, listen. Huge appreciation for you coming on the show. Um, the, the Chelmsford crowd. Any any time that that we mention Chelmsford, any time uh, there's been, uh, uh, you know, when we had, I mean, when we had Coach Peterson on the show, that was like the most down, uh, you know, in, in the coach interviews. Not everybody. It's like you know, not everybody wants to see the coach and, and watch the interview. But that was the most downloaded interview. And any time we've 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 talked to Chelmsford guys. So I mean, the support's huge. And and uh, so we're we're thrilled to have you on the show. We're thrilled thrilled to be talking chumps with football, and we wish you uh, just nothing but just nothing but the 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 best of success here uh, next week and and finishing out the season. Thank you very much. Absolutely, sir. Thanks for joining us here on MVC Gridiron Weekly. No problem. <laughs> it would appear that Bill just fell off the couch. Live live broadcast folks that's how it goes we'll take a quick break it's still okay everybody, everybody <laughs> <make sure> it's okay. <laughs> 
most of it was off camera, but we got to see it. So, hey, huge thanks yeah. to uh, to uh, Mike Lapoli from Challenger for joining us. Take a quick break. We will talk playoffs right after this here on MVC Gridiron Weekly, presented by Davila DeFusco Church. <clears throat> It's a dream to own your own business, and Val and Susan Davila made that a reality in February 2013. They started with just two insurance carriers, but now right in place insurance for Progressive, Safeco, Pilgrim, Plymouth Rock, and Map Prey, just to name a few. Need auto insurance, renters, commercial, or home? I just asked Val and his crew to find me a better auto and home insurance deal, and he connected me with Plymouth Rock, where I'm saving more than 40% over my previous insurance. Now, your results may vary, but give the Davila and DeFusco a try. They pride themselves on having lifelong roots in the Merrimack Valley. Put their experience to work for you. Visit them at 225 Broadway or call 978-241-7950 for a free quote. Or check them out at DavilaDeFusco.com. Hey, I want to tell you about Jen Hamilton, the realtor for... Keller Williams Realty. She's licensed in Massachusetts and New Hampshire, and she's a big supporter of all things local, especially youth sports. She's a big backer for Central Catholic and Methuen Athletics, but she's a household name around the Merrimack Valley. Hey, the, the autumn market is in full swing. If you are thinking of selling, now is the time. Inventory is an all-time low, making this a seller's market. In a seller's market, there's a greater chance for a bidding war on your home. So put Jen Hamilton's 33-plus years of experience to work for you today by calling for a free, no-obligation market analysis of your home. Call Jen at 508-954-7941. A huge supporter of youth athletics. Listen... She, her record speaks for itself. She's one of the top sellers in the region for, for Keller Williams Realty. Hamilton is a house-sold word. Call her at 508-954-7941. Back here on MVC Gridiron Weekly, presented by Davila and DeFusco Insurance. Tim Wood, Bill Bryant, Hector Longo, Rainy Day. Raining where you guys are at? It's raining everywhere. It Tim. is. It's raining it is. everywhere. <laughs> poor, Hector's poor heading to Foxborough. In it. Told him, you excited yeah, about the going there in the rain, huh? Gear. Yeah. Told him, bring your rain gear, buddy, because it's going to be seventy and cloudy in the press box. But outside, I take take no prisoners, man. All right, real quick. Uh, if you're watching live, you got twenty six minutes until the one o'clock kickoffs. Hector, I I chimed in. Bill's got a tough decision. Josh Allen from Buffalo or Drew Brees? Oh my God! I'm not talking fantasy football. No, not, you're just uh, not going not, there. I tried. Not, I tried. Not, uh, Bill, right. Bill, good luck to you, but no thanks. Um, let's talk playoffs. Tim. Absolutely, I'm not absolutely. Let's, let's get into it. All right, so so let's just go through the, the final Division One standings real quick here. Central Catholic, the number one seed. Methuen ends up in the sixth seed. Uh, Lowell ends up at seven. Guys, Lawrence. You get number three Andover. Tell me you didn't. Oh, excuse me, number three Andover. Yeah, that's 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 bad on me. Andover edges out Everett by point zero two for the three seed, and then on the end other end of that math, 
Lawrence ends up in the nine seed. I, I really thought they would get the points against Methuen and, 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 and jump Lexington, but they end up point two short. So, so one, one, team with a, one team with a big win gets a, a gigantic break. You know, they make their own breaks. They win the game. They bump up to the number three seed, and they get a struggling Methuen team in the first round. The other team gets a big win on the last day, does what it has to do, and is turned away by Lexington. That's uh, just two teams who won on the last week, yeah. and then it just two opposite outcomes. That's too bad for Lawrence. That would have been big to at least get one, the one playoff game in to get a taste of it. I just um, hate the math Lawrence, there. I hate the math, and, and yeah. listen, I, no, no – uh, we we don't want to put down Lexington, but no. I mean, MVC le- level scheduling. play, you know, yeah. scheduling. Yeah. You uh, gotta, but hey, that that one's on Lawrence. You got to do better, and yeah, uh, that's the way the system is. You, you know, play and, with, and how close were they what, were the first week? I mean, they, they mm-hmm. lost a they lost a last second game first week. That Drake game killed them, and too. that Drake yeah. game killed them absolutely. Yeah. Two two games that could have been wins. They could have ended up four and three for sure. So, so if you if you look at the north, Tim, you know, is it going going to matter? You know, you wonder that it creates a and the movie up creates an interesting dynamic for Central Catholic, having to go figuring everybody holds serve and then they grab Everett in the second one, as opposed to having a little bit of an easier ride or ride that against an Andover team that they handled. You know that's going to be back-to-back tough ones there for them. It, it it creates an interesting dynamic in the north. I mean, given where given where Methuen's at, this is to me this feels like like the best possible scenario for them in terms of having seen that team, for knowing Andover? what they are, and and at least having that game of experience to build off of, Bill. Uh, you got to put points on the board. Uh, Tim, I'd love to come up with some magical theory here, but they're not scoring. So, you know, giving up 36 to Lawrence and not scoring um, in the last three games, I, I agree. It's great to have that film. It's great to see what the matchup matchups are. But Andover has the same film, and, and you got to stop their running game. And I, I just don't see what's going on. I, I know Methuen's on the field too much defensively right now. But they, they need a lot of work this week to, to, to be able to make that a game. I mean, Hector, if you're, if you're Tom Ryan, like, what do you do right now? What do you do to turn this around and get the energy back up? I show the Lowell film over and over again to my players and say, look, this is a team that can be played with. You guys have to buy in. You have to buy in. This is, you're not walking into a slaughter. You're walking into a team that you can play with. But, you know, and I go with, we're going to do the same thing Lowell did defensively. We're going to jam their running game, do what we have to do, anything, you know, as you said, Tim, bend but don't break. But we're going to do what Lowell did, and we're going to be in a football game and a playoff game with a chance to win at, with the fourth quarter starting, and then we'll take our chances. I think that's how he's going to sell it, and that's what he can sell. And, and, you know, and and add in, look at all the other towns that have injuries. Look, look at North Andover's injuries. Look at Drakett's injuries. Look at Chumsford fighting. Look what Lawrence yeah. has did to us. Lawrence's program is cut in half, and they they showed up and they kicked your they kicked your butts. So I, I think there's a couple of messages, but at the end of the day, it, it's the key is are the kids going to buy in and, and show up and, and believe in that? And I think 
Coach Ryan earns that. I mean, he has he has done that year in in year out. But man, it's it's looking rough uh, on on the side. All right, real quick on Central Catholic Lexington, uh, one eight game. I mean, the one result I look at in in terms of in terms of schedules. I mean, Lexington's been outscored. You know, they gave up 189 points and and it's only yeah, scored. So they gave up a bundle of points, right? They give up a bundle of points. Oh, they yeah. give up a bundle but, of points. I mean, I look at that. I look at that early game against Conquer Carlisle, and and they played Conquer Carlisle tough. They lost, but they, and they, and they played Reading tough for for about two and a half quarters. But this just doesn't seem a team seem like a team that can put together a four quarter game against Central. Yeah, that's what uh, twenty seven points a game, Tim. If my math, yes, my quick that's, math that's is right, legit, right there. If yes. they allow Central's an explosive offense, you know that I. That's a game Central should win if you look at it objectively, I would say. All right, so let's look at uh, St. John's Prep Lowell real quick. Again, anyway, in terms of the uh, the where Lowell's at and what we've seen from Lowell that you see them giving St. John's Prep a, 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 a challenge here? Bring the defensive effort you brought last week against Andover and you have a chance. If you play defensive like that, you have a chance. You know, it was a crushing loss to Lowell. So can they recover that that quickly emotionally? That's what I would be worried about most because you have to be on top of your game physically and emotionally against a team like the prep. Or the prep is going to grind you into the ground. That's they're, they're big up front, and that's what they do. So if they can hang tough in the running game, you know, it's the playoffs. Maybe they can hang tough and hang around. But, you know, St. John's is legit. They beat Central Catholic. They're a good football team. Bill, if you, uh, if you, look, at the uh, one, if you look at the one shared result – they lost to Central 41-14. Prep beat Central 28-14. But, I mean, you saw him play against Methuen. I mean, what what do you see as the, as the, the, upset, the upset key here? No, I, I think their, their front seven uh, defensively and offensively is going to make or break it. I, I think the one thing that is going to struggle for Lowell is the quarterback being injured and putting Ty at quarterback. To me, his biggest threat was the fact that you didn't know if he was going to catch it or run it. And and now, you know, St. John's depth, and they're going to just be able to key on just him. They're hoping uh, to some... get Najee Neal back, but it's that... it's going to be it's going to be a game yeah. time decision. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. I mean, it's it's St. John's. I mean, yeah. they, they you know Central is looking like a dominant dominant you know team uh, in the north. And then you forget, oh, and they lost oh, yeah. twenty eight fourteen yeah. to St. John's. Oh, yeah. And St. John's is only getting better and better and better. So, um, you know, it, it's, I'll, it's... I'll just put it out there that Central is too. I, you know, I'm, no, I agree. You know, so, all right. It would be a great matchup. It would be a great matchup for the Catholic tournament division. Oh, oh <laughs> and yeah. And then worry about the public school division. <laughs> Uh, but you know that we can we can dream that you know that there would be a public school championship and a and a in a private school championship. Fellas, to paraphrase the great Giselle Bunchen about Brendan Ty, he can't throw it and catch it too. So uh, just, well just let us know on that one. Division two, well done. Division two North Reading ends up on the one seed. Lincoln Sudbury two, Masco at three, North Andover four. Uh, Chelmsford at eight. So let's talk. Let's talk North Andover Westford first. Uh, I mean, two teams kind of heading in, in different directions here. Uh, Westford's lost two two straight. 
North Andover's won three straight. Uh, what's the key? What's the key for for, for you, Hector? Well, I can tell you directly that the Masco coaching staff was dying to stay away from North Andover in the opening round. That's what they were looking for the whole way because they fear North Andover. North Andover not only has history and tradition on its side, it's coming to its own. I think we uh, have not spoken enough about the backfield of Gabin and Brutus yeah. being uh, legit you know, money ball players. Um, both of them have played in a lot of big games. So I think North Andover – played a rugged schedule and is going to be ready yes to the four seed and you know it's not easy to win from the four but if you look at westford westford suffered a tough loss against against chelmsford this week and all of a sudden north Andover was looking pretty good right now jim cunningham is is it chiming in and saying no contest here and there's nothing to lose you can only go you can only move forward from this this so it's like that's why i talk about it, it being good even though you're the eight seed getting into the playoffs is a big deal <laughs> And look what Drake did last year. You know, they mm-hmm. knocked off the number one team last year, and it, it can mm-hmm. be done. It's not impossible, but you know, it's it's a it's a uh, it's a great win. It's a, the fact that Chumster's in the mix in the playoffs is huge for that program. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so let's head to Division Three now. Uh, the one, uh, hold on a second, punch that up. So Tewksbury gets the number two seed. Uh, Bill Ricca ends up on the outside looking in uh, at, at the nine seed. Belmont gets the eight seed. Tewksbury will play Lynn English first first round here, guys. What, what do we think in, in, in terms of this matchup? I think, I think English will be, will be faster than Tewksbury has seen. I think it will help that Tewksbury hosts this game on their field on Saturday afternoon at Doucette. Uh, you know, English can be just from you know reading the Salem news and seeing what English has done in the Northeast Conference. Um, they can be explosive at times, but they're prone to to giving up some points. And I think Tuxbury can be a team that you know, it, when firing all cylinders, the discipline is go no matter what position, no matter who's out. And and I think they're going to be ready. They're they're it's not a laden a team full of stars, but man, they are they are deep as far as production and productivity. Look, English can score. Even in a loss to unbeaten Revere, they put up big points, you know, the 30, 30 plus points or whatever. So, you know, they, they're going to score. Can Tuxbury kind of slow that offense down? That'll be, the, that'll be the key in that one. Yeah. In terms of Drake it, let's talk Drake it. How do you guys, how do you see the, uh, the, the Drake it Revere matchup? Well, Revere the game the last four games. That's that's a startling number, Tim, to, to be giving that up as you head to the playoffs against a a uh, unbeaten um, Revere team. That's a giant number. And they're not scoring themselves, so they're giving up no. large points, and they're not even putting any drives. I mean, that well, you know, I, I almost like reached out to you, Tim, and said, "Hey, are we going to put up uh, North Andover as the, the defense player of the week?" They, they held them like 14 yards. So that that's pretty that's pretty scary. Large points and they're not even putting any drives. I mean, that you know, I, I almost like reached out to you, Tim, and said, "Hey, are we going to put up uh, North Andover as the, the defense player of the week?" They they held them for like 14 yards. So that that's pretty that's pretty scary. Why didn't you? That would have been phenomenal. Because Hector doesn't like that. 
and I don't, I don't, <laughs> constant issues with Hector each week off off air is not good for me. So I'm I'm all, <laughs> I'm all about peace. All right, so hey, go ahead. I just like to have individuals singled out. I think in this day and age, we can do that and not hurt anybody's feelings. No, I'm sorry. I, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. But that's impressive numbers, though, for Drake, it, who's got a bunch of stars, who who have some real good athletes who can put up numbers. For them to be shut out that much was 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 pretty interesting. Speaking of the stars of the week, Tim, are we ready to wrap? We are ready to wrap. The, we are ready to wrap. About okay. the vote because Let me ask you real quick. you got to get to Foxborough. Years. Yep. Some of us yeah. got to keep working after this. All right. Real quick, in terms of upsets, out of any of the matchups we talked about, which do you see, each one of you, which do you see is, is, is most realistic of happening? On the most realistic scale? I don't think many is real is very realistic, but I would go with um, Lynn English against against Tuxbury is the is the game that you might see a potential for an upset strictly because they can score. That's and because I don't think Central can lose, and I don't think that you know North Andover is going to lose. I don't you know I'm pretty sure that Chelsea's not going to beat Reading. You know, so I I, I just think. When you say most realistic, it probably has a five percent chance of, a chance of happening. But I would say Tuxbury going down would be the one game, maybe. All right, Tim. I have an answer to that. As you both pointed out last week, when you picked the Jets, um, I think you're both seeing ghosts. And I'm gonna call the upset of the playoff, and I'm gonna go with my. He's go- He's doing Rangers. it. He's doing it. I'm gonna upset Andover, and the player of the game is going to be Anthony Romano, who is going to be the defensive beast. I think they're gonna have a game plan against Andover. They're gonna shut him down, and it's gonna shock uh, shock the world. Secret Iron next week. Methuen over Andover. Final score: twenty-one twenty. Methuen wins in a shocker. Interesting. Interesting. I mean. I, I, that's the one. That's the one that I can see, and it's only if Methuen finds a way to get their energy back. That's that. Oh, I mean, oh, I don't. I don't want way, to say Connor, Lynn. Connor was cleared to play, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, wow! That's good. Wow! Breaking <laughs> news. All right. I mean, guys. First, a huge shout out to the fans. I mean, like this. I, I mean, we're, we're seeing more and more votes every week here on, on the poll. We, you know. This has been up for three hours. We already have close to 600 votes here for for the MVP this week. Uh, I, it's 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 phenomenal, and it's and it's a it's a it's a it's a great race. Well, first of all, let me get out of the way. Want to say uh, huge um, huge congratulations, Tyler Keogh wins wins the Player of the Week. I said I was going with the fan vote, and he won by 14 votes. Uh, over 1,100 votes, and he won by 14 votes. So Tyler Keogh, the player of the week last week. Hey, hey, real quick, hats off to Andover and, and the Brown family and everyone else who pushed for that vote. And people could have easily been outraged and, oh, my God. And and when, when asked for explanations, explanations were given. And we're not doing this to stir up controversy. No. We're doing this to highlight players. But a uh, tremendous amount of respect out to Andover for, for just saying, okay, he, he lost by 14 votes, and, you know, we're moving on. It doesn't take anything away from Brown's performance, and look what he did. Came back this week and put himself right back into it, 
and uh, which and, is pretty impressive. And and the Andover vote is right back at it this week. Uh, yep. You've got Scott Brown; he's back in it. Kyle Dorigo, as we mentioned, won the won the uh, the flash poll to get him into the four slot. Uh, Jacob Tamayo uh, from Lawrence, Mike Lapoli from Chelmsford. So far, it's uh, 31. And again, we've got close to 600 votes already, far exceeding, probably double the amount of votes we usually see at this stage of, of putting the poll up. Right now, Tamayo's leading 31%. Dorigo Brown tied for 28%. All that said, Hector, who do you see? I'm going to make this quick and painless. I saw the video. I'm going with Scotty Brown. Bill? I'm sticking with my Lawrence guy, going with Tomeo. I think the Lawrence vote is there, and the whole city's going to rally around him, and they're going to make up for them just, just getting eked out of the playoffs, and they're going to give him the uh, MVC Gridiron Player of the Week. I will, I, will leave, I will leave my vote up to the fans again. And and because as much as I love what Brown did and saw it firsthand, um, we want to keep this interesting. I will go with the fans again, Hector. I I, I don't see uh, it out of the realm of possibility. You could be four for four here. So, yeah. Oh, sorry, Tim, Tim, I thought you liked haddock, and haddock goes with fries. It's not like chicken and waffles. Stop waffling. Pick somebody, <laughs> Tim. Be your own man. I just, I hey listen I just want to keep the vote intro. I don't want I don't want people to feel like it's over. So so uh I I'm I'm going to go with the fans. All right. All right. Final I thoughts. Have to run. F- final thoughts Hector, before you leave. Final thoughts. The real season starts now. Championships are won. They're all set. Central and Tuxbury and congratulations to, to them. Now the real season begins. The playoffs are a fun time. Enjoy it. You get a chance to enjoy it. Hopefully there'll be night games and everything will be good and we'll be able to go from there. So very excited about this season. Final thoughts, Bill? No, just Tim, it's been a great season and and just hats off to all the players and and what they're doing and enjoy it because high school's over. For many of them, they're not going to play. And I just love hearing the interviews and and I think the videos that we've added this year and online stuff, uh, online uh, after the game videos have been great. So go Pats. All right, go Pats. Uh, listen, we'll put up all the schedules for the non-playoff teams online as, as those become available. We'll put them up on Twitter. Uh, we'll, uh, as I mentioned, we'll also put up the the, the Manny Lara, Jacob Tamayo, uh, and um, Vinny Schmidt interviews. For, for Bill Bryant, for Hector Longo, huge thank you. And to you, the fans, for just continuing to support this week after week. Uh, we, we love the reaction. We love the interaction. Keep coming at us. We will we will be talking playoffs next week here on MVC Gridiron Weekly, presented by Davila and Defusco Insurance. Good night, gentlemen.